Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, fellow 20-somethings. It's your girl, Sydney Winter. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Season 4 of Crying in Public is here, and I'm flying solo for the very first time. That's right, no co-host to rein me in, just me and myself in the mic. From relationships to careers and all the awkward encounters in between, we're covering it all. So mark your calendars and set your reminders because Crying in Public is dropping its juiciest season yet. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warmer from Evo! Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Cuss Cussies with myself, Greg Eves Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We've got an absolutely tremendous podcast for you guys. We're going to be joined by Kai McKee, and he does great work over at the Three Man Weave. We're going to be chatting about what we've all seen in the last, we're going to call it, week or so of college basketball. The winners and losers of these NBA draft decisions. We're also going to be diving in with him about some of the second wave transfer moves that we've seen. Connor Vanover heading on over to Missouri. I know that he is a Missouri alum, so we've got to dive in on that. We're also going to be chatting with him about... Some of the big names are still available on the transfer portal, guys. They can be a little bit of needle movers, so we're going to be touching upon that and so much more in segment number two with our good friend Kai McKeon. And I'm also going to be discussing with them whether or not we're seeing a little bit more of a divide between the haves and have-nots in the Big Ten as well in the final segment. Going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we saw in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Typically, this is the last 24 hours, but it is going to be the last 48 hours today just because we did the Big Sky Conference preview yesterday. We are going to be diving into every single conference before we get set for the season. So expect about one to one and a half of those per week. We're going to get you guys all covered there. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever, for this podcast, you have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at gnn underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And the other way, that's fine. An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Via that five-star review. Should be seeing a little bit more in terms of the news and notes over the next few days, as I do think that things are going to start to be a bit more hot and heavy with regards to the transfer portal. Now that teams sort of know where they stand with regards to these NBA draft decisions, they are now reaching out to anyone that is still remaining in the transfer portal. And now that we've got a little bit more crystallization in terms of the transfer moves as well, the conference previews on this podcast, they're going to start to come a little bit more soon as well. And we're going to be keeping the great guests coming as well. And a man that certainly fits the bill, Kai McKean of the Three Man Weave, he joins me next as we're going to be chatting with him about some of the recent moves that we've been seeing next right here on Kuska Soups with myself, Craig Eves Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Love you, Las Vegas. The best with myself, Greg Ibs Peterson, now part of the Beeson family and podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man. It's Guy McCann. He's doing absolutely amazing work. Taking a look at the game of college basketball out there for the three man weave, which you're able to follow them at the number 3MW underscore CBBS. Kai, Jim, and Matt, the gentlemen of the three man weave, they all do terrific work. 
Ty is a man that is based out there in the Midwest. You're able to find him as well as at the three-man weave over at the Field of 68 Action Network all 12 months out of the year. This man does an absolutely amazing job taking a look at this game that we all know and love. And to be able to follow Kai on Twitter, as at the letters K and Y underscore, and then the number three MW. And Kai, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Greg. Thank you, Kai, for joining me. And Kai, over the last few days, we did see the NBA draft decisions become finalized. There was winners, there were losers, what have you. But was there anything that really stood out to you in terms of the NBA draft decisions? And on top of that, some of the subsequent moves that we've seen in the days following, because we have seen teams like a Baylor that they lost Adam Flagler. They go out and they pick up Ray J. Dennis literally 24 hours later to be able to mitigate that. But has there been any teams, any decisions that really stood out to you as perhaps being a little bit shocking? I mean, on the surprising side, surprise guys like, for instance, Justin Powell left Washington State. I'm not sure they were expecting that move. A guy like Chase Aldige leaving Northwestern. Um, These are probably borderline guys for their respective teams, um, whether they'd actually leave or not. Obviously, them leaving leaves um, pretty big holes on their rosters. As far as surprising guys that came back, I guess I was a little bit surprised that Terrence Shannon came back for Illinois. He was, I believe, pretty firmly in the second round discussion for the NBA draft. And obviously, with him back in the fold, along with Coleman Hawkins, Illinois is looking a lot better than we kind of thought they'd be uh, just a few days ago. Yes, with Illinois, I think that they have been one of the intriguing teams because they bring in Jeremiah Johnson. Now, they did lose out on Ray J. Dennis. It looked like they were going to be able to get him for the longest of times, but I do think that just taking a look at the entirety of the Big Ten is interesting because it feels like there might be a little bit more of a divide this year between the haves and the have-nots. As we know, one of the biggest decisions was Zach Eady going back to Purdue. It felt like a lot of people were surprised. I can't say that I necessarily was. I didn't think that ZD was going to be going into the NBA draft personally. I'm not sure if you disagree or not, but I thought that ED was certainly going to be coming back. But I take a look at those top teams like Purdue, Michigan State. I think it's very fair to throw Illinois in there as well. And I think that there's a nice divide between the top three, perhaps top four, and the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah, those teams are certainly separating themselves. Um, I, I know Purdue will get a lot of top five votes I'm sure Michigan State will as well. And that's just simply, you know, bringing everybody back. Both those teams pretty much did that. Michigan State lost Hauser, I know, but Purdue, they basically have everyone. You sub out Brandon Newman slash David Jenkins for, you know, a transfer in Lance Jones that I think could be pretty impactful for them. Uh, You get a couple redshirt guys playing this season like Will Berg. I think Purdue and Michigan State are both maybe not title contenders since this is the Big Ten we're talking about, but certainly contenders to win their league. Yeah, I do think so as well. And I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how Indiana is going to be slotting in in this conference as well because they brought in Khalil Ware in the offseason, which he didn't necessarily put up great numbers while he was over at Oregon last season. But, I mean, when you're able to bring in a former top 15 recruit, you're going to take that all day long, be able to fortify things down low after it was just the Trace Jackson Davis show for the longest of times. But I take a look at a team like that. I take a look at a team like Wisconsin, and I think that they're going to be very interesting in a Big Ten that it does feel like there are those teams, like I mentioned before, Michigan State, Purdue, Illinois, that are starting to separate themselves a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting teams, I think. You mentioned Wisconsin. I mean, they pretty much have everyone back as well, and they add A.J. Storr, who's like the opposite of Wisconsin. Um, he's like long, athletic, <laughs> and, and has a ton of potential. I mean, they could be good this season. I thought they'd be good last year. Obviously, certain guys did not live up to their billing. Chucky Hepburn did not play as well as we expected him to, but they did get a great year from Hunter Asijan. Just a freshman last season, really played well. 
Him being a rising sophomore this year with Tyler Wallback, Wisconsin might be a team that surprises people. I think Ohio State will be interesting. They just have a kind of a weird roster construction, but certainly a lot of upside guys with Bruce Thornton back. Indiana's kind of weird. I don't really trust Mike Woodson a whole lot. You can't really deny their talent, and losing Trace Jackson Davis, that's just too big of a blow for me. Um, I, I like Renew. I'm not sold on Ware as an offensive player. I'm not sure I send Indiana quite yet. I'll probably be lower on them than the consensus. Yeah, I do think that Indiana is going to be an interesting team, and I'm sure that Matt Cox might want to <laughs> shield his ears while we talk about that. It's ready to be on the show. We've got Kai McKean. He does absolutely tremendous work over at the three-man weave, and I'm sure that you and our other good friend, Jim Root, we're very happy about the news that we saw very late Sunday. Connor ran over the seven plus footer. I know that some call him seven foot three, some call him seven foot five. I call him giant of the earth, who's able to bury threes. He commits to Missouri. For Missouri, it was tough that Kobe Brown leaves the fold because he was their top rebounder last year, one of the more versatile players in all of college basketball. But how do you view the last? we'll call it about a week or so for Missouri because the Kobe Brown loss, in my opinion, is quite impactful. He was sort of on the borderline, but it felt like the more the process went out, the more it looked like he was going to be going to the NBA. But they pick up Connor Vanover, who I think is exactly what this team needed, especially if he's able to up his game on the boards a little bit. Yeah, that was the one piece Mizzou was really missing this entire offseason was a big guy. You know, we missed out on quite a bit of targets. Uh, Vanover is not the top of my list, but... I will take him at this point. It's good to get some size in there. He, he doesn't weigh a whole lot, but he did show he could protect the rim at Oral Roberts, and it was at Oral Roberts. This is the SEC, a bit different here. He didn't really get on the floor for Arkansas whatsoever when he played for them, but I think he could be a weapon in Mizzou's offense, especially, especially the way he stretches the floor. Mizzou's going to have a lot of shooting. They do have a ton of length and athleticism outside of, the, of their front court. Their wings are pretty long, and they have a ton of wings. It's going to be an interesting team. I, of course, I wish Kobe Brown was back, but yeah, talking to couple of my NBA draft guys, they just said he impressed uh, a lot of teams during the process. And, you know, I'm happy for him that he gets to go to the NBA. Had he came back, you might be talking about a ranked Mizzou um, with him having All-American upside. With Missouri, I still do think that they are going to be in for a very good year. But the SEC in general, they did have quite a few winners from the NBA draft decisions, but they had one very clear loser as well as joining me on the podcast. We do have Kyle McKean of the three-man weave, and that'd be Kentucky, because with Kentucky, Oscar Sheboy, I felt like was the biggest question mark currently on the NBA draft board, because I know that a lot of people had Zach Eady there, but I just felt like Zach Eady was going to be coming back to school. I felt like you sort of knew where things stood on someone like Julian Strother, but I felt like Oscar Sheboy with that NIL money, he had a chance to go back to Kentucky, and they do get back Antonio Reeves, but there's still a chance that Reeves might be entering into the transfer portal as well. Mm-hmm. This, in my opinion, just has not been a good offseason for Kentucky, and for Kentucky, the fact that they did lose out on the likes of Hunter Dickinson, they swung big for a lot of these transfers, and they whiff. Right now, that's coming back to bite them in the butt, because I felt like you were sort of banking on Oscar Sheboy towards the back half of the offseason to come back. And now with them out of the fold, this is a team that, while they have a great freshman class, they just don't have a lot of experience currently on this roster. Yeah, Calipari has navigated the transfer portal verbally. This year type of thing. I don't think he's done a great job in the last couple of years. He's gotten a couple of guys in there, but they haven't necessarily been impactful. And, heck, Reeves had a pretty good year for them last year, and it looks like they might lose him, as you said. I think the issue for Kentucky is they bring in such high talent. They have three top ten guys this season coming in from the freshman class. If you're a transfer, it's hard to convince yourself to go to Kentucky when you're not sure about playing time. You've seen Calipari do some weird things with lineups, sit good players, and you don't want to be behind these 
you know, uh, top five freshmen. I understand why people don't want to go to that school and play for Calipari in the system. And now you're looking at a, a situation where Kentucky looks pretty thin on paper. Of course, they're incredibly talented, but they're going to be young. And I'm not sure they're even in the conversation for the SEC title this season. Yeah, with Kentucky, I do think that they have fallen off a little bit because I take a look at a lot of the other SEC schools and I felt like they were pretty big winners. Now with Alabama, they certainly did have a little bit of a tough go of it with Jaquan Walton, that situation, because he got into a little bit of trouble and they did not take him in on the program. But at the same time, they bring in Aaron Strata. They're going to be getting back Mark Sears. And I felt like an under-the-radar winner, I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, was Auburn. Because with Auburn, Jalen Williams, like the only guy on that team that could bury a three, he's back to full. They have lost Alan Flanagan due to the transfer portal, but bringing in somebody like a Denver Jones from Florida National is exactly what they need. And bringing back G&I Broom, I recognize that it wasn't overly likely that he was going to go to the NBA. Bringing him back, I feel like Auburn has honestly been able to do a relatively solid job this offseason, and I really haven't heard a lot of people talking about them and some of the moves that they've made. I agree. Of course, it was big getting Williams and Broom back. That really solidifies their front court. Their point guard play is going to be a question mark. I'm not sure Katie Johnson's the guy you want running the offense. He kind of played off the ball with Green last year, so they're going to be relying on a five-star freshman who is, yes, a five-star. Could be very, very good, but still a freshman. Um, we'll see how that works out. But Bruce Pearl, like always, he has a ton of athleticism on his team. They do have a ton of length up front. They have Cardwell coming off the bench behind Broom still. I'm intrigued by this team. Pearl always seems to make his team better than the sum of its parts. I am intrigued by this Auburn team. Yep, with Auburn, I do think that there's quite a bit of upside there. I think that they could probably use just another piece or two to be able to give them a bit more three-point shooting, but all in all, things have been going well for them this offseason as things are going well for us on the podcast because we've got Kai McKean of the three-man weave aboard, and we were talking a little bit earlier about Illinois, and this man did not play for Illinois last season, but we know that he was a part of Illinois a few seasons ago, and I thought it was a really interesting move. The fact that Andre Curbelo has decided that he is going to be going to Southern Miss, a Southern Miss program that last year did a very good job of being able to build themselves up. They had been a, call it what it is, sorry program for the last few seasons. They were able to do a very solid job in the Sun Belt last season. What do you make out of this move, Andre Curbelo going to Southern Miss? Because I do think feel like in the right system, Andre Curbelo can be an explosive player, but He's a highly volatile player as well, but going down to a little bit of a lower level might be exactly what he needs. Yeah, shocking. I was very surprised to see this news. Um, It's just amazing to see him kind of fall from grace. His sophomore year, going into the sophomore year, I know people are talking about him as All-American, kind of doing the projection from his freshman season, and then, of course, didn't play well. Transferred to St. John's was completely ineffective, inefficient. It's possible he's just not that great of a player. Of course, still has a ton of talent, still a really good passer, but he can't really shoot. He's not that effective scoring the ball. Now, Southern Miss, I, I do think he'll have a lot of success in the Sun Belt, but I'm not even confident in saying he's a first-team all-Sun Belt type of guy. I think he'll make all-conference and make this team good. Southern Miss continue to be good. They, they have a lot of guys coming back from last season. But, yeah, it's kind of amazing where he's gone from starting at such a high place. I'm in agreement with you there, and I just think that this year is going to be a better year in general, though, for both Andre Carbello and Pasha Alexander, because it was very clear that that duo did not belong together in the backcourt of the St. John's. You've got two ball-dominant guys, two guys that really can't shoot the ball, and they were trying to pair them together. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. It didn't work out, but I do think that this might be a nice little buy-low on both of these Guys, with Pasha Alexander going to Butler, Andre Carbello 
going over to Southern Miss. And I do think that because their stock is so low, there might be a little bit of sneaky value on both of those teams towards the beginning part of the season because what we saw last out of both Alexander and Carbello was nothing but terrible. And I think that they're better than what they showed through at St. John. So they might have been a little bit overvalued a few seasons ago, like you were saying as well. Yeah, Butler's a weird team. Talk about <laughs> a strange mix of guys coming in from the portal um, that Mata brought in. I was pretty high on Butler last season. Obviously didn't work out too well. Uh, they weren't very good. But this is a strange group he's got coming in with with Posh, who I think is still a very good player. He had a much better year two seasons ago. I'm shocked by his fall off in, in production. But guys like DJ Davis, Pierre Brooks, you know Telford from Northeastern, it doesn't scream Big East contender level of talent on their roster. I tend to think Mata's still a good coach, but after last season, I think you might have to kind of play the wait and see card with this team and, and see how these new pieces gel together at the beginning of the year. Really wonder how these pieces are going to be able to gel together as well. And Kai, I do feel like with the NBA draft decisions now in the books, we are starting to see a little bit of a second wave with regards to the transfer portal. These guys that they pulled out of the NBA draft and they went into the portal. They're now out there for the taking, like an Arthur Kaluma, like a Grant Nelson, guys like that. What are you really watching for the next few weeks? Because I do think that's something to watch out for is, like I was saying with Kentucky, they've completely whiffed in the transfer portal. Got to figure that they're going to be in on so many of these bigger guys in the transfer portal. And I do think that that's going to be really the mantra for a lot of these teams that they did swing and miss. And I feel like now the month of June is really sort of that last-ditch effort for a lot of these teams that – Maybe they did have a couple unexpected departures to be able to fortify them for the upcoming season. Yeah, the three main guys is Kaluma, Grant Nelson from North Dakota State, and then Olivia Kamwa from Tennessee. Those three guys are needle movers. They, they take teams from you know whatever place you want to put them in the preseason. They, they bump them up several notches. Um, and then Cam Spencer is also a big name still out there. Rutgers transfer. I know he had a UConn visit recently. Those four guys, every single team in the country would love to have them on their roster. It's going to move some needles. I hope they make their decisions soon as we start kind of this process of getting our arms around teams and how good they're going to be. I need to check. I'm not sure there's a, a time constraint on their decisions. Obviously, they want to get there sooner rather than later, but you know who knows, and they're going to commit. I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for those four guys. Yep, I'm in agreement with you there. I think the only thing is they have to be able to like, register to class, be yeah. an yeah. actual member of the university as well. You can't be just some schlub sitting in your mom's basement and then you decide, oh, I'm going to play college basketball today. But, I mean, that said, I do think that you're absolutely correct on that. I don't think that there's any sort of a deadline like there was with entering into the transfer portal. And, Kai, I know that you're doing a great job of just gauging everything that we're seeing in college basketball right now. You, Jim, and Matt over there at the Three Man Weave are three of the best in the business. I always love it whenever I'm able to get any of you guys on the show. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, we'll be writing once again for the Almanac Season 2, a massive, comprehensive college basketball preview magazine. It'll be coming out this fall. Be on the lookout for that. We have our weekly podcast as well at Three Man Weave, and you can check those episodes out on YouTube at our channel, Three Man Weave, or check us out on Twitter at 3MW underscore CBB. And Kai does an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at the great game of college basketball. All three gentlemen at the three-man weave do great work. And if you didn't pick up the Almanac last year, you do want to this year. It was an absolutely terrific publication to be able to get you set for the upcoming season. Very comprehensive on all those teams. The gentlemen over there at the three-man weave and the field of 68 Along with Heatcheck CBB, they make great contributions as well. They all did an amazing job there. And Kai always does an amazing job when he joins this podcast. So big thanks to Kai McKeon for joining me on Coast to Coast Superstar, part of the Visa Family Podcast. And coming up next, we've seen quite a bit of movement with regards to 
transfers over the last 48 hours. I have to do the last 48 hours since I did my Big Sky Conference preview yesterday. So I'll give you a little bit of a roundup of that next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Las Vegas, Progressive Soups with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. Always great to be joined by Kai McKean, who does tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave. He, all 12 months out of the year, along with the other gentlemen of the Three Man Weave, and Jim Root and Matt Cox, do a tremendous job taking a look at this game that we all know and love, and always great to be able to get his insights on the podcast. So, big thanks to Kai for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes we saw in college basketball over the last 48 hours. Typically, this is the last 24 hours, but we're going with the last 48 hours because yesterday I did my Big Sky Conference Preview. We're going to be doing a conference preview for every one of these conferences, so we've got you guys covered there. So let's take a look at what we've all seen over the last 48 hours. And the biggest move, in my opinion, was Connor Vanover, who stands in some people's eyes 7'3". Others are going to tell you that he's 7'5". But at Oral Roberts last year, 12.5 points, 3.2 blocks per contest, Shot about 32.5% from three and 80% of the free throw line with seven boards per contest. He goes to Missouri. Missouri, they lost out on Kobe Brown. That was relatively rough for them. But being able to get someone like a Connor Vanover, giant of the earth, that is able to have versatility, that is big. He fits exactly what Missouri is looking to do. As He played in an up-tempo style with Oral Roberts last season. Connor Vanover also played at Arkansas for a year or two as well. So he's used to having to be in good shape cardio-wise. It was a Missouri team that they were lacking rebounding. And even though he's not the world's greatest rebounder for being north of seven feet tall, he's still north of seven feet tall. That should be able to help them out on that front end with losing Kobe Brown. That is a nice way to be able to bounce back there. Memphis picks up David Jones. He was very solid last year over at St. John's. 13 points per contest, seven boards. He only shot right around about 29.5%. From three-point range, but a six-foot-six sort of do-it-all player. I do like this ad for Memphis. Now with Memphis, they're having to pick up the pieces from what we saw last season. After they had Kendrick Davis do just a little bit of everything for this team, and that is going to be very hard to replace. But being able to have versatile pieces like a David Jones, I do think is a very good place for them to be able to start. And with David Jones, I do think that he's probably going to need to do a little bit more in terms of being able to stretch a floor. He's never necessarily been the world's greatest three-point shooter, but for this Memphis team, we have seen them time and time again, not necessarily be the world's greatest shooting team in general and be able to overcome that. And it sounds like they're getting back DeAndre Williams, who's going to be like 500 years old playing this next year in college basketball. 
basketball. So that's very intriguing as well. But he's going to be joining Caleb Mills, who he's got a lot of upside in my opinion. Jonathan Pierre, he was a part of that D2 Nova Southeastern team that won the national title as well. So I do like some of the moves that Memphis has been able to make. Nick Jordan should be able to help them out a little bit more defensively as well. So we've seen Memphis be really scouring the portal. And then another man that was playing with David Jones last year and Andre Carbello, he is going down a level. He is going to be playing for Southern Miss and very intriguing because Andre Carbello, we were talking about as being a perhaps preseason All-American a few seasons ago. The fall from grace is big. You know that with Andre Carbello, you're not going to get three-point shooting. A career 21% three-point shooter, but I mean, he could be explosive with the ball. He could also make some explosively bad plays. Now, the one thing they did at St. John's was be able to generate about two steals per contest. He's going to be bringing that to a Southern Miss team that they were really looking to just generate some turnovers in general last season. That was big for them being able to rise up in the Sun Belt. And I do think that this is honestly not the world's worst fit with this offense. With Curbelo, he needs to learn to just pick his spots a little bit better, be just a little bit more disciplined. But I do think that all in all, going down a level for Andre Curbelo, humbling himself to realize, yeah, you know what? I need to rebuild my stock a little bit because it's not been going great last few seasons. I do think that that is very bold of him, and I do think that that's the right thing to do. So I applaud him on that. Hopefully all the best to him. Ian Granaja, he was playing last season, and Memphis just could not really get out there on the floor. As this is a international gentleman that comes over from Spain. He has decided that he is heading over to Coastal Carolina. Six foot seven, a little bit of a wing player that's able to pop some threes. A little bit of a sight unseen player with regards to the state. I can't say that I've seen a lot of tape on him. So Coastal Carolina rolling the dice a little bit after last year. There's a less than savory season for him, and if Granaja is going to be able to be a contributor for the team. They are going to need him to play a little bit of defense because that was really the big thing for this Coastal Carolina team last year. They were one of the worst teams defensively in all of college basketball, and now they lose Isam Mustafa, who is their main big man down low. So big-time issues there, but you know what? I do think that there is going to be a little bit of upside there, and if they perhaps have an unearthed gem that myself and many others have not seen all the power to them. Isaiah Miranda, he was a center from the class of 2022 that just really couldn't get out there on the floor, but has a ton of talent in general. He has decided that he is going to be heading on over to Oklahoma State. It's been a little bit of a rough offseason for Oklahoma State just because, well, with Oklahoma State, they did lose Musa Cisse, so they did need a little bit of size, but he's a true seven-footer. He's got a little bit of versatility. Not a guy that's going to be popping threes or anything like that, but he's more than just your general back-to-the-basket sort of guy. I felt like he was going to be a good fit at NC State. Has been dealing with some off-court issues along with some injuries along the way. This is very good for an Oklahoma State team that they're going to be looking to build a little bit more of a powerful front line this season. I do think that they're going to be, once again, very rough and tumble on defense for Oklahoma State. They're going to need to kick it up a little bit in terms of their three-point shooting. That's been what has been ailing them the last few years ever since Kate Cunningham was out of the fold. But for Oklahoma State, they are making some moves here in the portal to be able to fortify themselves. They bring in Darius Hicklin, who was able to be a solid scorer over at North Florida last season. Javon Small, he was the top guy over at Eastern Carolina. 
at being able to put the ball in the basket. So Oklahoma State continuing to make some moves, bringing in someone like an Isaiah Miranda. If he's right and if he's healthy, this could be a nice move for them. So they add him via the transfer portal. This one I think is interesting as well. Linton Brown was one of the top junior college transfers in college basketball a few seasons ago. Has not really been able to find his footing. Now he's going to be adding on over to UT Martin where they've done a good job of being able to tap into these guys. They're a little bit more offensive based, but they've got some defensive woes for Linton Brown. He was really good when he was at Indian River. He was putting up 15 plus points per contest, shooting it well from three par inch. And last year, was at Coast Carolina, shot 37% from three, eight and a half points per contest. So I do like the way that he's able to put it in there, and he should be able to be a nice contributor for UT Martin team that they're going to need a little bit of defense, but they have formed themselves as contenders out there in the Ohio Valley. So I do like that move. When it comes to guys that go from the D1 level to the non D1 level, very simple for your handicap. All you need to do is cross these guys out. Note that they are no longer at the D1 level and move on like Nathan Frescone. He was playing at Robert Morris last season. He did not really contribute to them whatsoever. He's now heading on over to Walsh College, so that one's very easy for handicap. He is no longer there. You also saw Cammie Young. He was over at Ryder last season, another guy that really just did not see any minutes whatsoever. He is going to be heading on over to Wallace State Community College, going down to the 91 level to try to really resurrect his career. So he is going to be off in terms of guys that we don't need to evaluate anymore. We do need to evaluate the ad of C.J. Nolan, though. C.J. Nolan, he last season was playing over at Oklahoma, and when I was at Oklahoma, just didn't get a lot of burn in general. He was able to see some nice minutes as a freshman that tumbled a little bit as a sophomore in two seasons over at Oklahoma State. Was able to shoot about 32% for three, 3.6 points per contest, but did shoot north of 40% for three-point range as a freshman. He's going to North Texas. No doubt a North Texas program that's going to be looking to turn over a new leaf as they lose Grant McCaslin, their coach. They try to keep things as much in-house as humanly possible, but when you lose... Tyler Perry, no, not the guy that we saw on the silver screen, but rather the basketball player over to Kansas State. That's a little bit of an issue for this bunch, but I do think that for this team, they're doing a nice job of being able to pick up the pieces, trying to be able to fortify things a little bit more moving forward. Ross Hoge is someone that I think is going to be able to do a good job with this program as he's been with them for quite a while. He was elevated when Grant McCaslin decided to take that job over at Texas Tech. I don't think that they're going to be able to play the exact same style where they were dead last in the country last season in terms of total possessions per game, but I do think that he's going to be keeping that rough and tumble defensive style, so we shall see what happens there, and I do think that Nolan is a good place to start out with as I do think that he could be a primary scorer at a little bit of a lower level. Javon Stulich, he was playing this last year at Little Rock. He has decided that he is going to be adding on over to Southern Illinois. For Sulich, was limited to just four games this last season after two years ago. He was a solid three-point shooter. He was averaging right around eight points per contest. Shot 44% from three as a six-foot-six. Little bit of a combo player. He just was not able to get out there on the floor this season. He was all sorts of banged up. I know that there were a few off-the-court issues with him as well. But, I mean, this is a good ad for a Southern Illinois team that they've not had the best of off-seasons with Marcus Somas, their do-it-all player, being out of the fold, deciding that he is going to be transferring on over to Illinois. So, being able to pick up someone like that to give them a little bit more shooting, I think that that's going to be big, especially with them playing in a very slow and controlled style. Nate Calmezzi, he was playing last season at Lamar. He has decided that he is going to be going to Washington. Now, this is going to be a classic case of 
going up a level because he was at this awful last year, but Calmezzi was very terrific for Lamar. He was an all-Southland performer, shot 36.5% from three-point range, put in there 17.5 points, 1.2 steals per contest. I do like his overall game. Now, is he going to see a ton of minutes at Washington? Was Xavier Wheeler there? Probably not, but if he could be a guy that comes in off the bench, gives his team some explosive scoring, that would be good for a Washington team that I mean, once again, it looks like it's going to be a top-heavy Pac-12, though I do like the moves that Cal has made as well. But I do like the moves that Washington has made as well. It's been a nice, shrewd offseason for them, but I do think that they have improved their program in somehow, some way. They've kept the same coaching regime. I'm not sure how Mike Hopkins saw his job, but that's another discussion that we'll have on another day. Have no fear there. And then we did see Jordan O'Neill decide that he is going to be going from Alabama State, and he's going to be heading on over to Jackson State. Jackson State did a solid job of being a bust through last season. They were able to get a terrific win over SMU. They hung in there against Michigan. They hung in there against Mississippi State. And he adds to a relatively stacked transfer portal class that has been brought in by Mo Williams. And yes, that is the same Mo Williams that was playing for the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, what have you guys. For Jackson State, they bring in he along with Deshaun Ruffin. Ruffin was playing at Ole Miss last season and he was averaging right around 8-9 to nine points per contest, a few assists per game at Ole Miss. So, I mean, these guys are ballers and for O'Neal, he was pretty much a three-year starter over at Alabama State last season. 8.7 boards. They needed a little bit more down low. They've been able to check that box block and half per contest. So, this is going to work out very well, in my opinion, for Jackson State, a team that is looking to bust through, make the NCAA tournament for the first time in a minute. And then you did see as well Denver be able to pick up Isaiah Adu Ankara, who was very solid over at UTSA this last year. Seven points, three boards, shot 95% of the free throw line. He's a career 94% free throw shooter. Now, not necessarily the world's most amount of free throws taken, but all in all, someone that is able to put it in there from three-point range, a career 38% three-point shooter as a six-foot-six, a little bit of a combo player. Now at UTSA, he didn't play a lot of defense. And for Denver and really the entirety of the uh, Summit League, they don't necessarily play a lot of defense either, but he should be able to help them out offensively. So a big ad for them. And what is big is taking a look at the second wave of the transfer portal. Things are starting to get hot and heavy, and I'm going to be covering all these moves every day for you right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. So if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. A big thanks to uh, Kai McKeon of the Three Man Weep for joining me in the last segment, and I'll be with you guys every single day throughout the year, whether it's the regular season, whether it's the off-season. I'm with you guys. We're getting set for what is going to be a tremendous college basketball season and conference previews. They are in full swing, so I'll be with you guys once again tomorrow, and then once we get back in season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll chat at you once again tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey there, fellow 20-somethings. It's your girl, Sydney Winter. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Season four of Crying in Public is here, and I'm flying solo for the very first time. That's right, no co-host to rein me in, just me and myself in the mic. From relationships to careers and all the awkward encounters in between, we're covering it all. So mark your calendars and set your reminders because Crying in Public is dropping its juiciest season yet. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.